Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. 2020 was a year of protests. According to researchers, there was an increase in protests worldwide, whether anti-government or for racial justice or other causes. While many protests were peaceful and were intended to advocate for a better world, others were filled with violence and hate. This topic hits home for me as the most recent protests, Hafganot as we call them in Hebrew, against the new Prime Minister of Israel have moved to my neighborhood. Don't get me wrong, I am all for protests for positive change. In my youth, I went to pro-Israel rallies and protests to help the plight of Agunot. But how do we distinguish between good protests and bad protests? Parshat Balak teaches us about what motivates people who rise up and the commentaries elaborate on Bilam's motivations and character and contrast that with the righteousness of Avraham. Biblical interpreters are perplexed by the seeming contradiction in God's words in the Parsha. Bilam goes three times to attempt to curse the Jewish people at the instruction of Balak, the king of Moab, and in the end, God ensures that the words of Brachot come out of Bilam's mouth. The first time that Bilam decides to go, God clearly instructs him do not go with them. You must not curse that people, for they are blessed. So it seems that God is telling Bilam not to go and also not to curse. Yet, when Bilam decides to go, seemingly against God wishes, God's wishes, God then tells him it is okay to go with the dignitaries of Moab as long as he does not curse Israel. If these men have come to invite you, you may go with them. But whatever I command you, that you shall do. Finally, when Bilam goes on his way, the Torah states that God became angry at his going. When he arose in the morning, Bilam saddled his donkey and departed with the Moabite dignitaries. But God was incensed at his going. Why does God first say Bilam can't go and then says he can go as long as he does not curse the people? And why does God get angry at Bilam for going? What is going on in this narrative? Several commentaries provide insight into the problem and resolve the seeming contradiction in God's command to Bilam. Rashbam teaches that the problem was not that Bilam went, but rather that he demonstrated his deep desire to curse B'nai Israel after God had warned him not to. Rashi similar, similarly states that Bilam went with the Moabite dignitaries, im, the word is used, being of the same mind, says Rashi. Nechama Leibovitz points out the slight difference in language of the Torah, which indicates that Bilam was in, indeed going out of a deep motivation to curse the Jewish nation. She brings the words of the commentary, Haktav Kabbalah, who teaches that when God tells Bilam not to go, God means 
don't go with them, not just physically, not really physically, but mentally with a single mind and mutual motivation. It was okay to go with them out of respect, but not to join them in their deep desire to curse Israel. The Talmud in Masachet Makot learns from the story of Bilam the following teaching, a lesson for life. Along the path which a person wishes to proceed, one leads and assists him. The Midrash explains that Bilam actually had free will to choose to go on the way. God only forbade him from cursing Israel. Hence, God's words were not contradictory. Bilam was permitted to go and walk with them physically, but not to go with them in their intent and motivations to curse Israel from a place of deep hatred. All of this comes to be contrasted with the behavior and character of Avraham. There are various parallels between the story of Akedah Yitzchak and the story of Bilam. The Midrash points out that both of these men had servants who certainly would have saddled their donkeys for them. But Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai teaches regarding Avraham, love upends the social order, and about Bilam, hate upends the social order. These lessons can be applied to the protests we are seeing and experiencing. What motivates protesters? What are their intentions when they go on their way? Certainly, many of them want justice and to improve society. However, some just want to come and upend the social order by making enormous amounts of noise, expressing hate, and God forbid, turning violent. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel described protesting against racial inequality alongside Martin Luther King as follows. For many of us, the march from Selma to Montgomery was about protest and prayer. Legs are not lips, and walking is not kneeling. And yet our legs uttered songs. Even without words, our march was worship. I felt my legs were praying. Protests are important and are our democratic right, but from the correct motivation, for tikkun and for love and for justice, not from a place of hate and a desire to curse others. To the close with the words of Martin Luther King, I have decided to stick to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Shabbat shalom. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Megha Shore, and is a product of the Edison Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedincenter.com.